Let me just share with you just for a little bit, and really what I want you to hear as I talk is what Anna Laura just sang about. Lord, hear our prayer and come for us. He has come for us. That's what we remember at Christmas time. So in order to think about that a little bit, I want us to use our imagination um, and just pretend that we're a shepherd. Shepherds lived outside of town. Their lives consisted of raising sheep, moving sheep from place to place, selling sheep. They had an important job, but they weren't really thought of as important people. Most people didn't want to spend time with shepherds. Loneliness and isolation was a large part of their life. So imagine that is your life. One night you're out with the sheep and the other shepherds, and as you often are, often do, you look up into the sky. But tonight you see a star that's sort of different than one that you have seen before. It's distinct and bright. And as you look into the heavens, you think of another famous shepherd who wrote songs, King David. You're close to Bethlehem, you're reminded of David, and then as you look at the star, you're reminded of this song that David wrote about the heavens. We call it Psalm 8. So you start singing this to yourself quietly, Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. When I consider the heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and stars that you set in place, what is man that you're mindful of him, or the son of man that you care for him? Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Who am I that you would care for me? Or maybe you think, who am I? Do you really care about me? You fashioned the stars. You made this majestic thing in the heavens. Are you mindful of me? And then an angel steps out of heaven and says, don't be afraid. For I look, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all people Today in the city of David, a Savior was born for you, who is Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You'll find a baby wrapped in cloth and lying in a manger. Now, we read this whole passage, and Claire talked about it, but I just want us to remember that this and, be, and highlight that this was very personal news for the shepherds. The angels had brought them news, and it was personal news. God has not forgotten us. He is mindful of us. When you read that passage, it says, A Savior is born for you. Obscure, lonely, isolated, outcast shepherds, God has come for you. And at Christmas, we remember that God has come for us. Harriet Tubman, she was a conductor in the Underground Railroad, and she led many slaves uh, to freedom during the time of the Civil War and uh, before that, actually. Her father's name was Old Ben, and often the slaves that were going to be set free would come to Old Ben's house uh, before leaving for the North with Harriet. And she had led many slaves to freedom, aided by her father. And at one point, she appears at her father's house kind of unexpectedly, and her father asked, as he often did, who have you come for this time? Who have you come to rescue? And Harriet responds and says, I've come for you. Harriet's parents are old and feeble and, and really leading mostly a peaceful life at this point. And rescu rescuing her parents would have been more dangerous than some of the other missions that she had gone on. And the rescue hardly seems worth the risk. How much life will they have left? 
but she says, I have come for you. She came for her parents because she loved them, because they were family, because they were meant to be together. And we were made to be with God. The angel comes to these lonely, forgotten, ordinary shepherds and says, a Savior is born for you. Did he have to come? No, he chose to come. And when the angels came, they also told the shepherds of a time and a place, today in the city of David. God personally entered into time and a place to rescue us. He did this by sending his son who died on a cross to pay for our sins. This person who lived in space and time rose again, lives bodily, and will return someday. He has defeated death and sin, and he is our Savior if we receive him. And he has sent us in this time and place to act now as messengers. Angels um, were messengers. That's a word that actually means messenger. So before we imagined ourselves as shepherds, so now think of yourself as an angel, not some impressive spiritual being, but someone who is sent. Sent in this time and this place to tell the good news about Jesus. And in case you're not sure what that news is, the angels made it really clear. They, made, they gave a really clear gospel presentation when they said, there is a Savior. People need to be rescued from sin. The Savior is Messiah, which is a word that means anointed one. He is the only one who can rescue people. And this Savior is God. For those he comes to save, he will be Lord of their lives. You know, as I talked about Harriet Tubman earlier, as she led slaves to freedom, she was really clear about who was in charge on this march to freedom. Our Savior is our God, and he is the one who directs our lives. Now, this is good news of great joy, but for those of us who've accepted it, we shouldn't be surprised when people don't like the news that we bring. Some people don't want to be rescued. Some people don't like the idea of needing a Savior. Some will not want a God other than themselves. But God has come to save, but they won't see it as good news. But our role is to be messengers, not saviors. God didn't come to Bethlehem in that time by accident. He has not sent us at this time in this place by accident. He's not forgotten us. He's not forgotten those around us that are dear to us. He has, in his goodness and wisdom, sent us to this time and place. Now, there is a time and a place when what we call earth will come to an end. We long for that time. We look forward to that time. But for now, we want to be faithful. Let me just read about that time in Revelation 21, and then I'll pray for us. Then I saw a new heaven, a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. I also saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of the heaven from God, prepared like a bride adorned for her husband. Then I heard a loud voice from the throne, Look, God's dwelling is with humanity and he will live with them. They will be his peoples, and God himself will be with them and will be their God. Here's what he will do. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Grief, 
crying, and pain will be no more because the previous things have passed away. Then the one seated on the throne said, Look, I am making everything new. This future time and place is the one that we wait for. Until that time and place comes, I want you to remember wherever you are, God is mindful of you. He has come for you, and he has sent you into time and in a place so others would know the news that he has come to rescue so that we would be with him. Let me pray for us. Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. As we consider the heavens, as we think about this star that you placed above Jesus' birthplace, we consider the works of your fingers. Who are we that you are mindful of us? But we remember that you are mindful of us. Thank you for being mindful of us, aware of us where we are as we sit here in this room, as we go to be with our families, you're aware of us. Thank you. We praise you. We pray, Lord Jesus, that you would help us to be faithful messengers to bring the good news of the gospel. And I pray, Lord Jesus, for any sitting here in this place, this time, who don't know you, that they would turn to you. They would know that you have come for them to rescue them so that they would be with you. Guide us in the remainder of our time. We love you and say thank you, Lord Jesus, for coming and dying for us. Amen.